Hey everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 140 of our YouTube channel and podcast, and I cannot be more excited to continue sharing with you guys personal finance topics that I think can be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. Today, we are going to finish our week of talking about protecting your finances. And we've talked about several different ways already this week that you could protect your finances. We talked about having the right insurance coverages. We talked about having estate planning documents in place. We talked about taking good risks, right? We talked about even how you can protect your finances when using a financial advisor uh, or if you choose not to use a financial advisor. But today, we are going to go one more step Uh, in how we can protect our finances. And it is probably the simplest of the ways that we've talked about this week, but the most profound and the most useful. And that is living below your means. And so uh, stick around for the conversation of how we can live below our means and why uh, it is the absolute best way uh, that we can protect our finances over the long term. Before we get started, though, if you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I would be sure to uh, get back to anything you leave there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcasts, then be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan, and that's good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long-form YouTube and podcast episodes every single day. And then if you need somebody to help you to create a plan that is specific to your life and your family, uh, and to create that plan and help you to stay accountable to that plan over the long term, I can help you do that. Just go to my website, www.mnowithdylan.com. Click on the Work With Dylan tab, and you can choose the financial coaching session type that would work best for you, and we can begin pushing towards your long-term financial goals together. Now, living below your means. This is likely something you've heard before. Doesn't sound like anything new or weird that you are going to learn on this episode. But let me tell you uh, that living below your means is the absolute best way to protect your money, to protect your finances over the long term. And uh, living below your means is very, very simple. It means whatever money that you make, whatever income that you bring in, uh, you know, bi-weekly or monthly or uh, every week or whatever it is, whatever income you bring in, then your lifestyle, the money that you spend, should be less than the amount of money that you brought home. Basic personal finance, right? That is one of the simplest things uh, that there is in personal finance. But it goes deeper than that on how it protects you over the long term. Just think, if you are living paycheck to paycheck, right, and constantly living on every single dollar that you bring in, right, every single dollar that you bring in is leaving the door, then you have no margin, right? You have no ability when things go bad to do something with cash, right? You would be falling into debt or falling behind uh, on other bills that you have to pay. And that's not what we want. We want you to be able uh, to do everything with some level of comfortability. We want you to be able uh, to grow your financial life over the long term with some level of comfortability. And so what I'm going to talk about uh, today, I'm going to specifically tie this into the financial action plan and how if you use the financial action plan, right, how it is going to help you to live below your means and how it is going to help you to protect your finances via the way that you can live below your means over the long term. And so let's just dive right in to the first part of the financial action plan, which is making a monthly, at least monthly, budget 
uh, for yourself and your household. And if you make this budget, then uh, what you are doing is you are saying, okay, I have this much income, I have this much in expenses, and I have this much left to uh, do different things with, like give more or save and invest more. Now, this is the foundation of living below your means. Because part of living below your means is, first of all, knowing how much money you're bringing in and how much money you are spending every single month. And if you don't know how much money you're bringing in or how much money you are spending every single month, then you don't know whether you're going to be able to live below your means or not. You don't know whether you're going to have any extra money left over or not. And that's vital. It is vital to understand uh, where your money is coming from, how much money is expected to come in, and where we are going to allocate that money to over time in order to be able to live below our means. Not to mention, it is going to allow you to allocate money into places uh, that is extremely important for your financial balance. Because if you are not living below your means, there is no way that you can maintain some level of financial balance. Because people always talk about living below your means when it comes to saving money and when it comes to investing money for the future. Uh, but you can also uh, think about living below your means in terms of uh, the ability to give and giving money and being generous. And if you are living below your means, then you can do that even more and you can make an impact in the lives of others with your money. And on the budget, uh, creating that monthly plan for your spending, that is where you will line item all of those things, right? Your giving uh, and then all of your expenses and then your saving and investing and then any other type of giving above and beyond your typical systematic giving that you would do. And so if you do not budget, if you do not create this plan, then you will not have any way of knowing uh, whether or not you can live below your means or not and whether or not you can save, give, invest, all of these types of things and maintain your financial balance. And so it is vital in order to uh, be able to live below your means to budget and it is vital to financial balance that you do live below your means uh, and this is going to protect you over the long term because you'll know. You'll know where your money is coming from. You'll know where your money is going and you will be able to make ends meet because this is where we're at the plan and we're like, okay, I need to make sure that ends even meet. I need to make sure that I can pay this bill and that bill and all of my bills you know, collectively. I need to make sure that I can get them paid month after month. And if I can't, then I have an issue and the budget will help you to get to that point where I know I can pay all of my bills or I know what I need to do in order to get to a place where I can pay all of my bills. Uh, and then you can walk into the next parts of the financial action plan uh, with a lot of courage, with a lot of bravery, because uh, these next few steps are some of the most difficult uh, that you will ever come across. But uh, just sitting down and doing the budget is going to help you to protect your finances, and it is going to help you to create long-term financial freedom uh, and protect your finances from uh, the harm of ignorance, from uh, not knowing what is going on in your financial life. So then the second part of the financial action plan is saving a month's worth of expenses into a beginner emergency fund. And this is also, um, it is directly tied to living below your means. Because how am I going to save any money? How am I going to be able to save up a month's worth of expenses? Well, I can only save money if I'm not spending everything that I have. Right? If I'm spending everything that I have and I'm not living below my means, then I cannot save anything 
for later on. I cannot put an emergency fund in place. And we've talked about time and time again, I know this is the beginner emergency fund, but we've talked about how emergency funds protect us. Having an emergency fund in place protects you. Having an emergency fund allows you uh, to go out into the world and live your life normally and not have to you know, dodge every single uh, little tiny risk that could occur that could potentially cost you money. Uh, you can go out into the world with a little more confidence uh, if you have a little buffer at home in the way of the emergency fund. And the emergency fund is absolutely not possible if we do not choose to live below our means by some amount. Now, uh, the amount in which you live below your means can determine how quickly you get through this step of the financial action plan because uh, the more that you uh, don't live on, the more that you do not spend, the quicker that you can save up that one month of expenses and move into the next part of the financial action plan. But uh, this is vital because emergency funds absolutely protect our finances uh, and we need to be able to have that built up by uh, living below our means. And then the third part of the financial action plan is that if you have an employer-sponsored retirement account, then you should take advantage of the match. Only if you have an employer-sponsored retirement account that has a match should you be taking advantage of this at this point in the financial action plan. Now, what does this have to do with living below your means? Well, you can't invest anything if you spend everything that you have, right? If you spend everything that you have, there is no money left to invest. There is no money uh, to be putting into this employer-sponsored retirement account to get the match that you are trying to receive uh, in this particular step. So if you don't live below your means, then you cannot do this. Um, but how is this going to protect your finances? Well, uh, if you want to live any type of way in retirement, uh, then this is going to protect the ability to do so. You are investing into your future. Not only that, uh, this is protecting your ability to get all of the money in your retirement accounts that you possibly can because you are taking advantage of an employer match, meaning you put in a certain percentage of your paycheck and they will match whatever percentage that is, right? And so that is protecting your ability to grow money for the long term. And we cannot do this, again, without living below our means. If we are spending everything that we have, then we do not have money to do this. And we do not have the ability to get this free money and get this money invested and growing and compounding for us over the long term. Because that's the whole point of this particular part of the financial action plan is that we can get money uh, to start growing for us, to start compounding for us over the long term. And if we are not growing that money, if we are not taking advantage of this opportunity and living below our means and doing what we are supposed to do here, then we can be in a tough position later on uh, and we are not protecting our ability to live our long-term financial dreams uh, as much as we want to. So uh, our ability to live below our means is helping us to protect uh, our future, to protect our long-term retirement goals, our long-term financial goals uh, as we move along. And we cannot uh, begin investing here if we do not have the ability to live below our means as well. And so this moves us into the fourth part of the financial action plan. And that is to pay off all of our consumer debt and not go back into debt uh, after this point. This is key, right? If you are in debt, then that means literally you have been trying to live above your means, right? You have been trying to purchase things that you can't afford, that you can't buy in cash, right? Or that you've chosen not to purchase in cash. And so anything that you do to get into debt uh, is just naturally saying, I have not been living below my means. 
Therefore, once you get to this part, once you get to this step, once you get to uh, this piece of the financial action plan, uh, if you cannot make your way through this, it is likely because you have a problem with living below your means. And what living below your means is going to allow you to do in this step, obviously, is to pay off the debt. Because if you don't live below your means, then you aren't going to have any money uh, to put on these debts over time. You aren't going to have any money uh, to pay all of these debts off if you do not live on less than you make. Uh, And not only that, to not go back into debt, that is going to be directly living below your means. Because if we are choosing to go into debt, then that means we have chosen to live above our means. That means we have chosen uh, to spend money that we don't have uh, in order to you know, buy things that we want or buy things to impress other people or whatever it may be. But this step just ties right in uh, to living below our means because if we don't, then we will always be in debt. We will always uh, be enslaved to the bondage of debt. And if we don't, after we get out of debt, then we will find ourselves right back in debt again, which is not where we want to be financially. It's not where we want to find ourselves uh, over the long term. We want to be out of debt. We want to have our cash flow freed up. And that is how we are going to protect our finances over the long term in this particular way, right? If you're living below your means to get out of debt, then you are protecting your finances over the long term. Why? Because if you don't have debt, you have money, right? If you don't have debt, you have cash flow coming into your home, right? If you don't have debt, then you can do other things like give, save, invest even more for your future. And that is protecting your long-term financial dreams. That is protecting your finances over the long-term. And if you don't live below your means, then you cannot do that. You can't get out of debt. You can't stay out of debt. You can't uh, put yourself in the strongest financial position possible. Being out of debt is the strongest financial position possible because I get to bring home all of the income that I have and I get to keep it and I get to do what I want with it. But in doing what I want with it, I still need to be living below my means. I still need to be doing something right to where I am not spending everything that I have uh, because that is going to impact us directly in the next few parts of the financial action plan and impact our ability to build wealth over the long term. So then the fifth part of the financial action plan uh, is to save up four to six months of expenses in an emergency fund to build up that emergency fund that we started with one month of expenses and to build it all the way up to four to six months. Again, this requires us to not spend everything that we have because we have to save, right? We have to save up money into this uh, emergency fund in order to be there if something were to occur, if we were to have an emergency situation in our lives. And so we have to live below our means to build this up. Just because you get out of debt, just because you start the process of pushing towards long-term financial freedom, just because you begin the financial action plan and get through some of the hardest steps, because once you get out of debt, that's probably the hardest thing you've ever had to do financially. But once you do it, once you get past that, then you can't just stop living below your means because you will find yourself back in debt. Uh, or you will find yourself in a position where you don't have any excess cash reserves or any savings or investments uh, for the long term because you have to have these excess cash reserves. You have to have this emergency fund sitting around because even if, let's say uh, you are, you know, hey, I don't need to build up this emergency fund. I don't need to live below my means now. Uh, You know, I can just go out and live life because I'm out of debt. And so you go out and you're just, you'll spend everything that you make. Well, if you spend everything that you make and you don't live below your means in this particular place, 
then what will end up happening is an emergency will strike, right? Let's say uh, you get into a car wreck or let's say that you have a medical issue or let's say that something happens outside of your control that is going to be costly financially. And then you're sitting there, you're out of debt, but guess what? You can't pay for it because you don't have any money. So where is that going to force you? Back into debt, back into financial bondage, back into uh, a weaker financial position, right? But just living below your means and building up this emergency fund can allow you to protect yourself, right? Can protect you from tragedy. We've talked about this, that the emergency fund is like insurance. It's not an investment. It is insurance, right? It is insurance against tragedy that occurs in our lives. And we want to make sure that we can insure against as much tragedy as possible. And four to six months of expenses is going to really help you to do that. But to get to those amounts, you really have to live below your means for a while uh, in order to get to that position uh, where you have that money built up. And then you can move yourself into the sixth part of the financial action plan and start working there. And that sixth part is uh, to invest at least 15% for your future, at least 15% of your income for your future. Now, uh, this can be in your 401ks, your 403bs, your IRAs, your brokerage accounts, your uh, 529s for your kids, your, uh, you know, just anywhere that we have talked about investing our money, your HSAs, things like that. Uh, this is what we are doing in this step. But you literally cannot do this step if you spend everything that you have. You can't invest. And you especially can't invest 15% of your income if you don't have 15% of your income to invest, right? If you don't have that much money to invest, if you don't have that much money left over, if you go and spend everything that you have, then you literally cannot do this. You cannot invest. You cannot uh, build long-term wealth uh, because you did not live below your means. And doing this particular step, living below your means, investing this money for the future is protecting you because it is protecting your ability when you are older to retire and it's protecting your dreams, right? And something that I, I, I hate to even talk about, but it is a reality is that most of us get to a point where we cannot work anymore, right? You will get old enough eventually or, you know, frail enough or sick enough or whatever occurs later in life to where you cannot work anymore possibly, right? And if you get to that point, uh, then how are you going to live? How are you going to uh, be able to sustain yourself? How are you going to have any income? Well, that would be dependent on how you invested for your future. And you could only invest for your future uh, if you were to live below your means. And so if in this particular step, uh, you get here and you're like, I don't want to live below my means, then you can't do it then you can't protect your future. This is not just protecting our finances today, it is protecting our finances into the future. So living below our means is not only protecting us today, it's not only protecting us tomorrow, it is protecting us many, many years into the future because by living below our means, we can choose to do things like invest our money uh, and be better off in our later years. Then the seventh part of the financial action plan is done simultaneously with the six while you are investing, uh, any extra money that you have should be going towards paying your house off early. So just think about this. If you are putting 15% uh, into your retirement accounts or uh, you're investing 15% for your future, uh, and at the same time you're trying to pay your house off early, then we're talking about a substantial portion of your income going to these things. Now, obviously at this point in the plan, you don't have any consumer debt that you're constantly having to service, but you do have your normal bills 
uh, and you are, you know, spending money on things that you probably couldn't spend money on before if you want to, right? You have a little more freedom at this point. Uh, but 15% of your income plus adding money onto the mortgage is going to be a high portion of your income. And the only way that you're going to have this money in order to do this is by living below your means. In the same way that I talked about investing, and you have to live below your means in order to have money to do that, you have to live below your means in order to pay off your home. Because we know that this is our biggest debt, right? This is the biggest asset that we're ever going to purchase, and the mortgage is the biggest debt. And so if we have this huge debt, uh, the only way we can pay it off early and the only way we can pay it off with any type of veracity is putting larger sums of money on it, well, where are you going to get those sums of money from? You're going to get them from not spending everything you make in your income, right? Now, how does this protect you over the long term? Well, by living below your means and paying your house off early, then you are protecting your income over the long term. Because again, this is our largest expense, our largest debt, our largest asset as well. Once we get it paid off, uh, then that cash flow that was leaving our home every single month is now going to stay at home. Right? That cash flow is going to be in our pocket and is going to protect our finances in that way where we have zero debt. We are not paying anything to anyone. We don't, we don't owe anyone any money. And we can only do this by living below our means, by having a substantial portion of our income go to things like investing and paying off our home. Uh, and then we have these assets now that can protect us over the long term. And that is exactly what we want. And that is 100% dependent on our ability to live below our means. And then the eighth part of the financial action plan is to max out all of your investing options, right? All of your 401ks, 403bs, IRAs, um, you know, 457 plans, HSAs, all of these different types of things that you have available to you. Max those things out uh, if at all possible uh, because you don't have any debt now uh, and you have all this cash flow, then max those things out. Well, the only way that we're going to be able to max those out, again, uh, is by living below our means. Because if we spend everything that we have, then there's no way uh, that you can max everything out. But you notice I make the plan to where it's actually pretty easy to do this because uh, I am just reallocating your cash flow over time, if you'll notice that. What I'm doing is I'm saying, okay, uh, you pay off your debt, right? Well, now I don't have this debt. Well, I can take that debt and I can move it into building up an emergency fund. Oh, I don't have debt and I have an emergency fund. Now I can move that income into uh, you know, saving for my future, investing for my future. And oh, I don't have those things. I can also move a little bit into that paying off my house early. And then once I pay off my house, then I can move all of that into maxing everything out if at all possible. And this all comes from living below your means. You don't have to live more and more below your means as time goes on. If anything, you can spend more money as time goes on. Uh, but you have to continue to live below your means as time goes on to meet different goals and to protect your finances over the long term. Because as we are maxing things out, this can really give our retirement and our investment accounts a real big push forward uh, to allow us to meet our long-term financial goals and to really live the life we've always wanted to live in an amazing way because we're putting all of this money on to those investments. And all of this brings me to the ninth and final part of the financial action plan, which is to give extremely generously. And we cannot give generously. We cannot give uh, with an open hand if we are consuming everything, right? And this is more than just about money. It's more than just about a decision. It's about a heart and a mindset, right? And this mindset where, uh, you know, my money is not my own and I am a manager of this money for God 
and I am going to be generous with what I have. I'm going to be open-handed with what I have. I don't need everything uh, that I am given uh, so I can give open-handedly, right? And the only way that we can do this is by living below our means, right? If we're spending everything and being consumer-driven and we're just consuming everything that we have at this point, uh, then we cannot give extremely generously. But the good news is, like I've said, to this point, every single part of the financial action plan has been predicated on uh, you having to live below your means. So hopefully it's not difficult to do so at this point. It just may be difficult to give it. It may be difficult to do things in uh, extreme amounts for other people and not just for yourself. Uh, and that may have to be something that you wrestle with and work with over time. But in order to give, right, we have to live below our means. We have to uh, not consume everything that we have. We, not to, we have to not just invest everything that we have. We have to have that extra cash flow in order to give money to others, in order to be generous, in order to make a difference in the lives of others. And we should have been giving through this entire financial action plan, uh, but you get to this last part, and that's where you really ramp it up, and you can do extreme, big, awesome giving uh, that you have never been able to do before, which is really going to require you to say, hey, I don't need some of this that I've built up. I don't need some of this uh, that I am bringing in every month or every you know couple weeks or whatever it may be, and I can uh, you know take some of this and allocate it in a big way towards some type of big cause that I believe in and something that I think I can make a difference in. And so uh, this whole plan, the financial action plan, right, from top to bottom uh, is 100% predicated on your ability to live below your means and it will protect you over the long term. Even giving can protect your finances over the long term because it protects you and your mindset from becoming consumerist and from becoming someone who is just going to save everything that they have, right? It's going to help to protect your financial balance over time. And that's what we want. We want your money to be protected. And the way that you can protect it best is by living on less than you make. This is not a new concept. This is not something that you've never heard of before. It's not something that your grandma didn't teach you, right? Uh, this is something that we've all heard. We've all uh, heard people preach and it is harder than it looks, right? It is harder than it sounds. This is a simplistic concept uh, that if you do it, you can really get a long way financially. But if you don't do it, you can really end up in a deep, deep hole financially uh, because you don't have anything left over. You don't have anything in order to do the things that you want to do in the future or do the things that you want to do today uh, without going into debt or without uh, digging a deeper financial hole for yourself. So look, I've talked about this before. Delayed gratification is all this is, right? Living below your means is just delaying gratification. It is just taking some of your money and putting it away for later or taking some of your money and giving to a better cause or taking some of your money uh, and investing it and growing it for your future or taking some of your money and paying off your debts in instead of just consuming all of it, instead of just spending every dollar that you have uh, or not knowing where your money went or things like that. And this is just vital. This is personal finance 101. And I think it can help everybody. I think this can help you no matter where you are in your financial life. I think it can help as a reminder to those who are doing all of the right things. And I think to those uh, who have not been doing the right things or are deeply in debt or are living paycheck to paycheck or things like that and don't know what the deal is, they can get the motivation 
from this episode, from uh, talking about living below your means to know it can be done. And in order to live a strong financial life, it must be done. Uh, Your money management skills are not going to grow on their own. They are only going to grow and strengthen if you practice the right things, if you do the right things. And the number one thing that you can do for yourself and your finances over the long term to protect your finances and to grow your finances is to live below your means, live, live on less than you make, and not persist in this paycheck to paycheck mentality that we tend to have as Americans. So thanks for watching this video. If you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything that you leave down there if you haven't done so already. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan, and that's really good supplemental materials to all the things that I put out in these long form episodes every single day on YouTube and the podcast. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, then make sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms, and that would be greatly appreciated. And if you need somebody to help you walk through your financial life and create a plan that is specific to your life, to your family situation, uh, and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, I can help you do that. Just go to my website, www mnowithdylan.com. Click on the work with Dylan tab and you can choose the financial coaching session type that would work best for you. And we can begin pushing towards your long-term financial goals together. So tune in Monday as I talk about one way that people borrow money uh, that they think sounds good, uh, but can be extremely dangerous. So thanks for tuning into this episode of Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. God bless.